Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. as Ireland's answer to the Spice Girls, Bewitched burst onto the scene with their earworm, C'est La Vie, and set themselves apart from their contemporaries with their jig dancing and overtly sexual lyrics. We are joined by Geekscape podcaster Marie Maloney this week to discuss why this song has remained a favorite from her adolescence, and if Bewitched blundered their 15 minutes, or have they low-key been bringing the thunder for the last two decades? Just a wonder, or is it one hit 
right, so I'm going to assume that a lot of people out there are like me and have never heard Bewitched before. I heard we were going to be doing Say La Vie, and I'm like, nice, Robbie Neville, Say La Vie. And then Matt was like, no, this is Bewitched. And I'm like, you're not talking about the Robbie Neville song, which, Marie, do you know the Robbie Neville song by any chance? No, no. Bewitched is the only Say no, La Vie. No, <laughs> Say La Vie is Say La Vie, Say La Vie. And, and Say La Vie was featured most recently on the episode of Black Mirror that was San Junipero, if you happen to watch that show. <gasps> I uh, love San Junipero. Yeah, I right? think about it all the time. <laughs> it, they're dancing to they're dancing to Robbie Neville say la vie in that in that. But as my producer Matt Kelly might say, I only watched the BBC produced <laughs> episodes of that. He literally told me that. So he hasn't seen the San Junipero. So we are talking about Bewitched. And if there's a lot of people out there like me, you didn't know this song. And let me sum it up real quick, because Marie, you obviously know way more about this song. You're going to be informing me about this song. <laughs> but here's what I know about it. Basically, it's like this. I open this music video to this song called Say La Vie. And what I see is a green screen that kind of reminds me of the set of Teletubbies. <laughs> and it's four girls slash women, can't really tell, somewhere in that range. Let's call them women. Head to toe in denim. Two of them look like Elizabeth Moss, <laughs> who you may know from shows such as Mad Men or uh, Handmaid's Tale. And mm -hmm. they are singing this very pop song with some very questionable sexual lyrics in it. And then it's the whole thing's a sexual innuendo. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, spoiler alert, at 205 into the song, they do an Irish jig. Yes! <laughs> it's the best. It's the best thing. So this whole thing was just completely new to me. Blew my mind. Marie, you got to inform me and the people listening who I'm, Assuming there's a lot of people like me who don't know what the hell this is <laughs> or how I missed it when it came out. I feel like if you were in grade school in the late 90s, early aughts, you're aware of the joy, the ubiquitousness of C'est La Vie. It's definitely a one-hit wonder. It's by Bewitched. Bewitched is a girl band from Ireland. And I really feel like... Bewitched is basically like Ireland's answer to the Spice Girls. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh and I wouldn't say that they're as successful as the Spice Girls, but boy, oh boy, did they try. <laughs> well, right off the bat, they don't have nearly as catchy of names as the Spice Girls. In the Spice Girls, you had Ginger, Spice, and Bewitched, you got... Adele Kivi Lynch. <laughs> yes, yes. And two, so the two of the girls you said they look like they're sisters. Right. The Elizabeth Moss sisters, yeah. Yeah, the Elizabeth Moss sisters. Okay. The other so they're all like from musical families in Ireland. And um I mean, so I kind of have like a more way back connection to this because Ooh. my name is Marie Maloney and not only is it alliterative, but it's very Irish. And um, my, my family is Irish American. And one of my uncles is in like an Irish folk band. So I've heard songs with like, you know, the fiddle and, uh, you know, jigs and reels. Right. My whole life. So to hear something like this on the radio when you're a kid and it's like poppy, you're like, yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> All right. I see. I connect with this. I know it. Okay. So that was your initial, that's initially what grabbed you about Bewitched was it was a combination of 
being young and having that pop music, but also it incorporated something from your heritage. So yeah, a so, cultural connection. And I also was an Irish dancer as a kid too. Wow. So when they pop into that jig, I knew that hot pop stuff to behind. Your head exploded my, <laughs> at two oh five. Your Irish head exploded. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well. You know, this song, there's so many strange things. I don't even know where to start. First of all, it begins with, what's the, what do they say? No, 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 no. Before that, before that, it starts with something along the lines of, people tell me I look, I look a bit like me dad <laughs> or something like that. People like, say I look like me dad. Yeah. yeah like why? <laughs> why? What, whose decision was that to put that? I mean, we, we come back to that later. Later, I understand why we, maybe that was put in there. We'll, we'll get to that later. But yeah, right off the bat, it's it's an over-the-top pop song. You wouldn't see the very sexual lyrics coming. No, it's, I mean, it's kind of disguised in the childlikeness of it. Right. And honestly, I mean, this makes a lot of sense to me, not only as an Irish-American, but like knowing Ireland's culture and history of like sexual repression. Um, (laughs) that like it makes sense that they would couch these sexual lyrics in like childlike sing-song ways because they're not really allowed to talk about like show you know like hooking up with guys and like you know i'll show you mine you show me yours like everyone's curious you know what the other sex has and if you don't know you you gotta see it sometime (laughs) i guess i guess (laughs) it's it's a good way and and not everyone could be we did we recently did kaya my neck my back so this is kind of like this is kind of the other extreme but we're we're talking about the same stuff so when you look at this i'm looking at the lyrics i got the lyrics in front of me and it's uh oh hey hey uh oh (laughs) uh oh hey Yeah. (laughs) And it says, I say, hey, boy, sitting in your tree. Mommy always wants you to come for tea. Uh oh. Yeah, okay. Mommy always wants you to come for tea. Now, I'm not, I don't think this is anything sexual yet. I mean, you could be a, you could, we could be gross about this, but actually, what does this mean? I think the first part is so, like, a little boy is sitting in his tree house. Okay. In, you know, somewhere in Ireland. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking rural Ireland. Okay. And his mom's calling him in for tea time. Oh. But the the speaker of the song, the woman, mm-hmm. is like a, a childhood friend. Gotcha. And she's trying to, like, you know, get into the treehouse and see each other's genitals. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that explicit, but like, well, you know. Hey, there's no beating around the bush here. Right. Okay. So mommy always wants you to come from tea. Don't be shy. Straighten up your tie. Get down from your tree house sitting in the sky. Okay. So I think he has come. He goes from his school, which he's probably wearing a uniform, straight to his tree house. And his mom's like, no, it's tea time. Come inside. Right. Okay. So then he gets so he gets down from the tree. I want to know yeah. just what to do. Is it very big? Is there room for two? Yeah. So the little girl's like coming over to the treehouse. Oh. And she's like, "Hey, can I come in?" Right. Okay. Okay. Stra- strange it's some strange Is your treehouse very big? Okay. Is there is there room for two? Right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Th- this is not innuendo yet. Or <laughs> this, this Not part. yet. Okay, but now we're getting to it. It's I got a house with windows and doors. I'll show mm-hmm. you mine if you show me yours. That, yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're like you, like you said. It is very denim-clad women singing about <laughs> their genitals. That's what's going on here, no doubt. 
Gotta let me yes. in. Hey, hey, hey. Let the fun begin. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm the wolf today. Hey, hey, hey. Yep. I'll huff. I'll puff. I'll huff. I'll puff. I'll blow you away. Damn. Bewitched. Yeah. Chill out, so bewitched. The, the wolf is like the story rhyme of the mm-hmm. three little pigs. The wolf blowing mm-hmm. down the house. But also, obviously, blow is I'm a, I'm giving you a blow job. I'm right. Yeah, we're not. We're I'm there. blowing on your tick. Yes, that's that's what they're getting at here. I get it. I get it. <laughs> say you will. Say you won't. Say you'll do what I don't. Say you're true. Say to me. Say la vie. I know what say la vie means, but is there actually like a translation of say la vie? That's actually... I, I, what does say la vie mean in French? Yeah, literally, what does it mean? I know what the expression it means, means, but... that's life. Oh, that's what that means. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's life. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. that's life. Say la vie. So, yeah, say la vie meaning, in this instance, I'm kind of trying to figure out what say la vie means in relation to this sexual, I'll show you mine, you show me yours. That's life. I guess that makes sense. That's it's, life. It's just like, you know. That's what humans do. Say yes. You know, it's like, say you will, say you won't, say you do what I don't. It's kind of just like the back and forth of like, do we want to? Do we not? Is it yes? Is it no? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> say lovey. But, you know, they have to make the lyrics rhyme. So <laughs> Right. I, I mean, we get into the second verse. They're not even, if they, if it was innuendo, it's just straight out getting to the point once we get to this next part. Because <laughs> do you play with the girls, play with the boys? I do like including, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. who, who do you play with? It doesn't matter. No judgment. Bewitch doesn't judge. But if you happen to play with the girls and you like denim, do you ever get lonely playing with your toys? Uh-oh. Yeah. Do you ever get lonely playing Uh-oh. with yourself? Uh-oh. <laughs> we can talk. We can sing. I'll be the queen and you'll be the king. Hey, mm-hmm. boy in your tree, throw down a ladder. Make room for me. Make room for me. Yeah. I got a house with windows and doors. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. So, yep. you know, this. Song, where did you hear this? Where was this played on? I can't remember the first time I ever heard it. I just remember. I mean, I remember being young. Mm-hmm. Sorry, do you have the year this came out? Uh, that's a good question. It is 97. It pe- 97. Yeah. Okay, so I was in third grade. Okay. And I don't remember, like, the first time hearing this. I just remember loving the song immediately. It's a pretty easy song to memorize quickly because it's all just, like, rhyme. <laughs> right. It's like memorizing a, a nursery rhyme almost. Yeah. So I remember... Loving it, memorizing it really quickly, and just, like, playing it on... I don't know if I had a CD. I don't know if it was from a now. (laughs) One of the nows. Yeah. It had to be on a now. There's no way it's not on a now. Yeah, it has to be. Because it's just too (laughs) popular. But, yeah, I I just remember, like, the the feeling of, like, loving it and being excited about it and me and my friends singing it. And then the added bonus of me knowing that these women were Irish and there being like a jig slash like Kaylee music in uh-huh. the background right. and really identifying with that. <laughs> right. So, And then, you know, I, what's crazy about this song from the innuendo that's barely innuendo, it's like pretty <laughs> over the top, is that, you know, a lot of times, okay, I'm looking at what else was on the charts at the time. Like, No Scrubs by TLC were on the chart. TLC were very sexual. Like, not even, you know, the music was sexy. The lyrics were, I mean, there wasn't innuendo. It was to the point. I mean, they were straight up, straight up saying it. And some of these other things that are in there, I, I don't know what else was in the charts. I believe by Cher was in the charts at that time. <laughs> Every Morning by Sugar Ray. 
kiss me sixpence none the richer and things like that but the fact that this is the most sugary music it is not it is borderline sugary yeah it's poppy these women are irish they're european so they don't quite you know tlc is an american right (laughs) they're american women it's just a different you know right culture right right yeah i mean (laughs) these these irish girls are they're the ants they're ireland's answer to the spice girls really yeah i'd say they're much tamer than the spice girls but also that sugary pop was everywhere at the time it's just more sugary than tlc (laughs) yeah yeah for how sexual the song seems to be i would say that (laughs) they're not like showing too much skin it's uh, every every inch of them is covered by some sort of denim (laughs) it is what i noticed yeah Yeah, it's not like it's not like uh, even i i watched more recent stuff like they've they're releasing music in 2020 (laughs) you know they're they're you know and they're still wearing denim and they're they're still like you know pretty clothed <laughs> there could be some stuff that out there that i didn't see where, where they're a little a little more sexual but for the most part they seem to be uh pretty conservatively dressed i would say yeah going just based on my memory like i remember the spice girls wearing pretty like levels of mm-hmm. revealing stuff right like you know sporty was always more clothed but jerry was wearing like you know Union Jack dresses with, like, her tits up to her chin. (laughs) Uh, And I loved that, to be clear. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Huge fan. But I think with Bewitched, I don't know how much younger they were than the girls from Spice Girls, but that doesn't matter. I mean, you can be be a teen and be sexual. That's not the thing. I do feel like, though, there was, like, a... I think they're more buttoned up because they're Irish, and I don't know, like, what their label was, but I do feel like... Glowworm! um, They're on Glowworm! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their their labels glowworm. Yeah, it's, it's I've never even heard of that. It's part of the Epic Records family oh, okay. or whatever. But I I saw right as you were saying, I'm like they're assigned to glowworm. That's a pretty sick ass record label name. I want to sign. Yeah, to glowworm. And I don't know. I so not only are they Irish, and I think they're more buttoned up in that way because they're like conscious of. <laughs> Yeah, Showing their culture. Much. Their culture. Yeah, I, I it's get their it. culture. Yeah. yeah, and also that like these women are from really musical families. Yeah, so I think their mindset's probably more like I'm a musician. I want my music to speak for itself. Whereas we know, you know, other pop stars or just musicians are like, yeah, I'm a musician, but I'm also like a commodity too, and yeah. I'm gonna push sexuality or you know right. pull it back depending on what I want. Right. Oh, so so that's cool. I, their formation is is pretty unique you know twin sisters yep who, who then one of the non-sisters Sinead Sinead yeah she befriended one of the sisters right Kiwi yes <laughs> in, yeah in a garage where like a, in a garage like where, where they worked <laughs> part-time I don't know what what were they doing in I, I it's not clear what just doing pre- repairs really is that true <laughs> Do you know that? That, I have no idea. I can't. (laughs) If they're actually mechanics, that is sick. That is awesome. But uh, I, I don't know. But I know that Adele and Kiwi's brother was in a boy band. Yeah, boy Boy zone. Zone. Boy zone. (laughs) I like it. So Uh, that's probably their connection to like getting representation. Yeah, and then Kiwi. So they're working in this garage, and Kiwi met Lindsay at kickboxing class. So I don't know. I mean mechanics and kickboxers and whatever i mean i'm starting to think that bewitched is pretty badass like yeah they uh, are they are badass bitches yeah so 
I like their whatever origination story. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking at some other stuff. They recorded a theme song for a Sabrina animated series. I'm, I guess that's Sabrina Teenage Witch. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now I'm putting it together. So mm-hmm. did they know they got... I wonder if they knew they got that gig of writing that theme song before they made their name. Or did they get that because of their name? I can't speak to the timeline on that one. Yeah. It seems like there had to be some sort of plan there. Bewitched is a it's a pretty cool name, I guess. It's, it makes me think of the, the show. But uh, obviously, yeah, I mean, but they have the cool asterisks in their, <laughs> in their name, yeah, true. the little star asterisks. True. So. Yeah, they were ahead of the time a little bit on putting the whatever weird piece of punctuation into your name. That That's cool. They toured with NSYNC and Britney Spears, so they were not fucking around one bit. Right. Yeah. So they were, I'd have to say they were pretty mainstream. Like, uh, I know this is... <laughs> a show about one hit wonders but they had some other hits too yeah but not in the united states necessarily it seems like they had a lot of hits in the uk and we we go by united states here that's not true mickey was on the soundtrack for bring it on okay but does that kind of i mean the bewitched cover of mickey i don't believe i remember it being like played on the ring i mean i don't even know this i don't even know this song i don't even know say la vie so like uh, to say that Mickey, their cover of Tony B- Basil's Mickey was a hit is a little bit of a stretch. But you're saying it was on, it was in Bring It On. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I I think you were listening to different radio. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the rest of us were. According to the official Billboard charts, the only other song of theirs that even remotely cracked into the Billboard charts ah. was Roller Coaster. But that peaked yeah. at 67 compared to this that reached number nine. <laughs> Matt, Matt, stick around for a minute because I want Matt to stick around in this conversation because he is a bewitched fan. He's a fan <laughs> just like you are, Marie. He had the cassette single <laughs> of C'est La Vie, right, Matt? I had, it was one of, uh, I had three singles in my life and one of them was Bewitched C'est La Vie. Yeah. That's beautiful. The other was uh, Ricky Martin's Living the Viva Loca, and the third one was Shaggy's Boombastic. <laughs> I always said that to me, the single was like, I'm really into pop punk music, and I can't let people know that I listen to this music, so I'm just going to buy this single, and I can always claim <laughs> that it was my sister's. Oh, no, my sister's had this. <laughs> hey, well, I want to talk about that, that roller coaster for one second. One thing, I watched the music video to Roller Coaster, which that's what you brought up was their other, like, closest thing to a hit. I actually saw something in that music video I've never seen before, which was a denim cowboy hat. A cowboy hat made completely of denim. I've never seen that before, and I can't believe I've never seen it before. It makes so much sense. But Bewitched, they exposed it to me for the first time. I just can't believe I hadn't seen that before. Our gals love denim. They do. It's it's their thing. It is their thing, and uh, I appreciate that being their thing because I was impressed that all these years later, it was like, okay, oh, they have new songs. Just came out like a couple months ago. Oh, they're still all in denim. I like it. So... A song that I actually legitimately loved from back in the day. I don't think it was on the same album as C'est La Vie, but they have a song called Jesse Hold On yes. that has like a really strong banjo riff in the beginning. Yep. And it's just, it's really good. It's a good song. They re-released it. Did you know they re-recorded it and re-released it no. just recently? Yeah, because Matt said, I said, 
to Matt before this. I'm like, hey, they have like new songs. He's like, yeah, they they covered Wilson Phillips. Hold on. I'm like, no, this song's called Jesse. Hold on. He's like, no, that's an old song. <laughs> like, like, all right, bewitched. No. All right, bewitched historian. I'm sorry. No, you fool. That's an old song of theirs. Listen. <laughs> uh, so, so sometimes I'm going to show a little bit of a wizard behind the podcasting curtain. But sometimes we'll block record episodes. And this is coming right after the Save Ferris episode. And I literally texted Chris that the Bewitched wiki page is like five times the length of the Save Ferris page with a really the be. same amount of albums. Matt, I would really like it if in your list of titles, you know, Geekscape, Head of Content, uh, One Hit Thunder Producer, Horror Movie Night Host. I also want you to add Bewitched Historian. I think Bewitched <laughs> yes. Historian would be you a good You deserve one. it. Hey, you deserve we're it. We're talking about, the- Maria, I got to tell you something about Matt real quick that we've already <laughs> talked about this on an episode, but I just want to see your reaction to this is Matt, when he was a boy, a teen, I believe, would <laughs> would make mixtapes of his least favorite songs on albums <laughs> and then listen to those to try to make himself like the worst, like his least favorite. Is that what the purpose was, Matt, once again? I, I, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to get into the songs because I didn't understand why I didn't like those particular songs on an album I otherwise liked. Me- meaning, that- Why would you torture yourself? <laughs> I know, like the dude's this. crazy. The dude is crazy. So, Matt, what is the worst Bewitched song? Do you know what the worst so Bewitched song is? I only is? had the single, which basically just had C'est La Vie and then C'est La Vie instrumental. So, like, I don't have a lot to pull from <laughs> beyond Mar- the... <laughs> All right, so Marie, Marie, you went a little deeper into Bewitched then, right? Or, or did you? Yeah. Okay. You know, Marie, also, Matt read me your list of other songs you were considering doing. And every one of them, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And like, <laughs> oh, she picked the Bewitched, this song. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> but you've got to help me out on this, Marie. I, I just I didn't even know that. This is, there's only been a few instances where I didn't even know this song. One of them was like, What's that? That I well don't like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats and yeah. then Rich Boys throw some D's you were not aware of. I was kind of aware of Rich Boy, but then like I loved Rich Boy after I heard it. But <laughs> but this song I, I don't know. Like I'm trying to trying to be a fan. Uh, they they appeared on General Hospital at some point. I don't know. What else do I need to know about this? About Bewitched? Yeah. What else do I need to know? I don't know. I think you need to know that women from like probably right now, I'd say like age 28 to 35, Mm -hmm. if you put this on at a party, let's pretend that, you know, the pandemic is raging. It's an alternate reality. If you put this on at a party, women age 28 to 35 will scream and run into wherever, whatever room... (laughs) The speakers are in and just dance and drink. Really? Um, I'll yeah. If if this is on in a bar or something, I'll I'll still Irish dance to the jig part. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I got to keep this in mind. What other songs <laughs> fall into that category? I would say almost any. Like obviously, Spice uh, Spice Girls wanna be. Yeah. But I think that even if you put some of the like more forgotten minor hits, like say you'll be there, girls are going to yeah. storm to the dance floor. And Spice Girls, Stop Right Now. I was going to say, I am confident that <laughs> if, yeah. if I played Stop Right Now at a family party, my sister and all of my that- female cousins would have the whole dance memorized still. Yes, I would run. If someone started playing Stop Right Now in a bar, I would part the seas. I would bowl over whoever I had to knock down to get to that dance floor. Yeah, I'm trying, and- there's a couple pop, like... Show Me Love by Robin is a big one. There's so many yeah, female front of uh, pop songs. I would songs. say Always Be My Baby. 
Yeah, um, similarly, if someone played Two Become One by Spice Girls, I would just instantly start making love. Wherever I yeah. was, I would just, <laughs> I would just become one. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. <laughs> the, so- the songs that I know, I, I have been known with the exception of this past year to always throw a banger of a Halloween party every year. It's just like, I am the drunkest person at my, at my own party. I encourage everyone. I know I've encouraged people to like break things. (laughs) Like I I get that (laughs) crazy at my own Halloween parties, but I know the song that always gets it going is Bell Bib DeVoe poison. Otherwise. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got to know Matt, Matt claims he's going to come to my, Next Halloween party. I don't know. I'll be there. I thought of one because this is another one that like didn't think about it for 15 years. Then it bled back into my memory banks. And now I listen to it way too much. But I still stand by the fact that if you play this at any party, people of a certain age are going to just fucking rage. And that is the real McCoy. Another night. Oh, yeah. Another oh, yeah. night, another, night another dream, but oh, always you. <laughs> yeah, dude, people like go wild for that song. <laughs> yeah. That's like a, a, talk, that's talk. Like a very like wiggly dance. <laughs> oh, what's that part, Matt? <laughs> all Europop had the dude who just yeah. did bad rapping, and his yeah. was like, I talk, talk, yes. I talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I, that makes me want to start a new project and be that guy. I want to be that guy in a song. That guy is amazing. That real heart. We got to make a new theme song for One Hit Thunder <laughs> that features one of those. Be like, One Hit, One Hit Thunder. <laughs> they had one hit, but then they were shit. It was a One Hit Thunder. Uh, so I've got a question for Marie because when I bring up Bewitched, uh, Marie's been on one of the podcasts I produce um, my favorite episode of a couple times. And every time that Bewitched comes up, Kathleen of the show says, 
oh, they were iconically used in the Disney Channel original movie Smart House. Which, yes! <laughs> which, which I had never seen until the pandemic. And then I watched it and I was like, so when you said that they were iconically used in the movie Smart House, what you mean is the music video is on the TV for a couple seconds in one of the scenes. Yes, they, I believe they turn off the sister watching Bewitched. And then they turn on, who's the band that sings, slam dunk the funk, oh, five. put it up, five, yes! <laughs> five, wow. but the F is spelled with the number five. <laughs> like, yes, they put on, they turn off Bewitched to put on five. Wow. It's it's rude as hell, but then they do the, core, the exact choreography to five songs, the brother and his two friends. And that's a great segue to a story I have about Say La Vie. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. We got to get personal. So huh? when I was in college at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, Miami, Ohio, I believe I was a sophomore or junior. One of our friends had uh, someone in her Greek family. Mm-hmm. I was in like a sorority. <laughs> the person in her family was like, hey, um, I'm part of the campus activities committee. We're doing this karaoke like group contest and not enough people have entered will you enter it and my friend was like sure let me like get some gals on board and we'll do something so me and three other friends (laughs) from my sorority got together and choreographed a dance to say la vie and like we were not young we're 20 years old (laughs) nice (laughs) we are 20 year old women choreographing truly the dumbest moves <laughs> to say la vie and we're doing shit <laughs> that sounds amazing that sounds good <laughs> like climb your ladder like room for me <laughs> like, we're doing choreography we're like we're climbing ladders we're sneaking around like a wolf and then we like went like <laughs> i'll hop <laughs> like back and forth it was so stupid but we put so much time and effort into it and i mean i wish we did you win we didn't that's the uh, worst part dang. we didn't win we did not progress on to the finals i think the worst part is we knew how dumb the dance was but we couldn't come up with anything better yeah <laughs> it sounds good it sounds good it's probably better than my me and my friends performing uh at our middle school like graduating middle school dance performed Adam Sandler, Lunch Lady Land. <laughs> no, oh, boy. You know I host a Adam Sandler podcast, right? Wait, what? <laughs> a purely Adam Sandler podcast? Yeah, Adam Sandler, please stop. Wow. Yeah, I've seen every single, honestly, piece of content that, that Adam I, Sandler I, just, I knew about I Love Trash. I, I, I Love Trash is your new podcast, right? Yes, yes, it is, yeah. But, but I did not, Wow. You, so you are an Adam Sandler historian. Yes, sadly, I am. That's not sad. That's not sad at all. I think that they're all going to laugh at you CD, I thought was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Well, yeah, you thought it was the funniest thing you ever heard in your life when you were yeah. 11. Are you saying it doesn't hold up? Are you telling me Tol- Tollbooth Willie doesn't ha- hold up today? It sadly does not. I listened to it recently. Oh. It's tough. I still know all the words to at a medium pace. That like <laughs> that like over the top super sexual song on there. It's so funny. And I I don't know. I still think I would think it's funny. That's I agree. You know, Chris, I'm with you because I grew up on those records. Yeah. But as I'm like listening to them review it, I'm like, 
Man, if I was listening to Tollbooth Willie for the first time at my age right now, 35, <laughs> I'd be like, this is just random cursing with no other, like nothing else tied dude, to it. Like it is dude. very 13-year-old boy humor for sure. Yeah, what about what about the skit where it's like he's playing he's playing the audio for people like, tell me, is this people weightlifting or people having sex? And then he plays it, it's like, we are not weightlifting. We are definitely two guys fucking. Like, I think that shit's still funny, man. I don't know. Dude, that skit's like nine minutes long. It's yeah. way too long. It really needs an edit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't it. know. I do want to get us back on track with Bewitched, though, okay. because because we mentioned yes. we mentioned five, and Chris mentioned that Bewitched is still recording music. So what happened with Bewitched is they had released their first two albums. Second album didn't perform as well as the first album, and they had completed recording their third album when they suddenly got a call letting them know that Sony dropped them. They weren't going to put out the record. They shopped the record around to a bunch of other people. No one wanted to put it out. So they just were like, all right, I guess we broke up. And they kind of just quietly broke up in 2002. Then flash forward a decade later, and the the UK (laughs) is putting together a reality show called The Big Reunion. And they're trying to get all of these pop groups from the late 90s to reunite. And it included Five and Bewitched as part of this reunion. And for Five. and for Bewitched, <laughs> they had such a good time getting back together and like performing. And they did like this giant tour with all of the cast members of the big reunion that that's what made them say, like, you know what? Let's record an EP. And they crowdfunded yeah. an EP together called Champagne or Guinness that came out in 2014. Wow. I love it. That's so Irish. <laughs> I mean, I just. Champagne or Guinness. I wish Bewitched just would have went the indie route. Like, they were just like, oh, is that the end of it if you're a pop group? I don't think that there's a lot of indie pop groups out there. I think if you don't have, I don't think, I think if you don't have a major record backup, you're you're kind of Damn. just treading water. I mean, do you go to like bar basements to watch a pop group? <laughs> I would. I yeah, would. the production level. <laughs> but the other thing I thought was kind of, I don't know if this is cool or weird, but the most recent thing that Bewitched put out was that they put out a double album that was literally just called C'est La Vie, the entire collection. And it was a double album of everything that they had ever recorded, just in case people just wanted to get it all on one album. They could just oh buy God. this like collection. That's great. Dude, imagine if the boy band slash girl band world of music worked the way that like punk rock does and you went to like a fire hall show where you saw like a singing and dancing boy band or girl band group perform. I think that would be sick. I think that's the future of like boy bands is like, oh yeah, this band came up. I saw them play at the, you know, or what's, that, what's, that, what's that place in Philly? Like the underground, the church? Oh like, yeah, the arts underground. I saw yeah, them I saw, under, or underground arts. They were, yeah, <laughs> I, saw, I saw them play at the Charleroi VFW. They were sick. They had the sickest moves out there. I think... I think that's the future of pop, man. Well, the other thing that's weird to think about. So, like, right now at the time that we're recording this, like, the biggest song in America right now is this song Driver's License by Olivia Rodriguez, who the only people that are not just discovering her for the first time are anybody like me who watched <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. I was going to say, what but, is this? <laughs> but she's this 17-year-old pop star well, now pop stars. Her single's number two behind Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift has like 
actively tweeted out that her song is better than Taylor Swift's music right now. But it's super, like she says like fuck like four times in the song. And I feel like that shit would never fly in like 97, 99. Like your pop stars could not be cursing on their records. No, but fuck has gotten way more, I don't want to say watered down, but it's just more acceptable. I mean, Uh, at (laughs) at what point is it not a swear word anymore? Like well, at did, what point have you watched history of swear, uh, the history of swear words? I have, and I loved it. Yeah, they yeah. they actually say that they think that in the next like fifty years, fuck is gonna be as like upsetting of a curse word as like damn is right now. Like it's just become right, such yeah. a regular part of everyone's vernacular that like the power just isn't there, and that like in thirty years, curse words are going to almost be exclusively like really hard racial slurs. Like at this oh, point, bitch is more hurtful to people's ears than fuck at this point. Well, I also love how that show breaks down like the satisfaction of saying fuck and how it's not only it's like the meaning behind it, but it's also like the sounds like the the hard F and then the K at the end is just like (laughs) so satisfying as like a just like a a jab of a word. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot of those words are like, I I mean, I'm not going to say it on here. I I mean, it's it's like one of those words. It just like kind of sucks to even say it, but like the C word, you know, like it's like hard to even say it's like starts with a C and ends with a T. It's just like a, it, it just sounds yeah, harsh. The, the T yeah. at the end. Yeah it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like hard to, it's like a hard to even say it, you know, it's hard to say. And then if there's a little bit of venom behind it. Yeah. Whoo. Yeah. But I can, <laughs> what's weird. I don't think so. I don't like listening to any American person say that word, but I could listen to British people call each other that word for like days. There's a yes. real charm to, to the British accent with that word. Yeah. Australians, too. Like every other word out of their mouths is. <laughs> Cunt. That one? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not a, It's not that I'm even offended by it. It's just more like, I don't like, it's so weird. It's such a weird word to say. Like, I don't, I would, if I was, if I was really mad and like said that at somebody, I would feel weird even like, I would feel like I'm saying it very properly. Like, uh, <laughs> I, also, you know, I try, Marie, I, I hope that, you know, and Matt, I hope that you appreciate this, but I try not to use words that are derived from parts of bringing it back to be witch bring derived from parts of female genitalia as a <laughs> derogatory thing you know like yeah but calling someone a dick is just like yeah that's right yeah that's, that's <laughs> that feels right it's actually yeah that's actually different it's actually different like as a guy i don't think any guy is gonna be offended at calling somebody a dick but like you know even when i'm watching cobra kai they're always say they're always saying pussy and i'm always like that's Maybe stop doing that because, like, that shouldn't be something that is derogatory. <laughs> that should be, like, a nice thing to call somebody. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Pussies are great. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they deserve yeah. They deserve respect. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of saying it sometimes. I'm just saying, like, I'm aware. I'm aware of it, you know? Anyway. Maybe I'm being hypersensitive to that anyway, but I don't know. It's 2021. It's time to think forward a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Anyway, anyway, hey, before we wrap this up, I want to hear about I Love Trash a little bit. So I Love Trash is my new podcast, uh, also on Geekscape. And it's just a podcast where we celebrate and eviscerate your favorite trash content, whether that's you know, TV shows, reality shows, music. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> lot of, lots of things are trash and there's lots of reasons why people love it. So can I tell you what trash thing? And I know Matt is going to agree what trash thing I wouldn't say I'm into, but kind of it's in my periphery a lot now because my girlfriend <laughs> likes it a lot. Yeah, please. Is 90 day fiance, which. Oh, Matt and I have been talking about this a lot. <laughs> look, okay. And I will say, I, 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 I don't know. I've only seen like, clips of like older ones but it's only like the current season where there is this man child who has this russian woman come over and he lives with his parents and they are very forceful about she needs to get on birth control and she needs to like not sleep in the same room as him do you both know what i'm talking about here which character i'm talking about I haven't watched the currently airing oh. season. I always have to wait for it to hit Hulu after the season's over. Oh, gotcha. But one of the conversations I've had with Marie and I've had with other people is that I do prefer the earlier 90 Day Fiance seasons for one reason, one reason alone, which was that they were 40 minute episodes versus an hour and a half long episodes. Cause uh-huh. I don't think any of these people are interesting enough to right. hang out with for that yeah. long. Yeah. And the, the earlier episodes, so. So I have seen 90 Day Fiance, but I've only followed like a single season, like really intently. And that was back with um, David and Annie season. David and Annie, like Annie was from Thailand and um, he like went over to like seek her family's approval and he had to buy two water buffaloes (laughs) (laughs) to please her. It was just... It, it was great television. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to exp- David and Annie's story alone was fantastic. So I, that's the last uh, that's the last season I saw. And I feel like since that was maybe only two or three. And since then, they've just gotten a little darker. Uh-huh. Like I read up about a lot of the Big Ed or sorry. Big Ed, yeah, yeah, Big Ed. Big Ed stuff. Uh-huh. And that poor woman. She was catfished by Big Ed. I mean, I'm just talking about TV. I know there's a lot of trash culture. You're not talking about just TV. There's lots of examples but the other tv thing that i think could be considered pretty trashy is these like id channel murder shows it's just like oh yeah you know big time like i just big time just watched a gypsy you know the gypsy rose and nick story yeah that's a documentary too yeah it's like no one's right you know right (laughs) it's it's weird because yeah no one's in the right but also like I feel like the person who's in the most right is the person who orchestrated murder. Like, it's like, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like, it's like, man, how has like, Gypsy Rose come off as like the most innocent person in this situation when she's the one that like actively mm, set together right. her mother's murder? But it's like, but yeah, if when you've been abused since you were a child and you're like trying to get out and there's someone that's like offering you now, it's like, the thing I don't get about this story, I know I know we're way off of Bewitched, but I do want to talk about Gypsy Rose for a second. The thing I don't get about the story, I guess, and I know that this could be like a psychological type thing, is why didn't Nick just get her and they could run away? I don't know if these murder shows count as trash TV, but I think oh, they, they do. do. They, <laughs> they do, yeah. Like, Absolutely. It makes me feel really trashy when I'm watching something. It's like, oh, and then, then he burnt his house down with his two children inside and everybody died. And you're just like watching it like 
completely emotionless. Like, why? This is bad. This is really bad. But it's just like you're just numb to it, I guess. Everything's trash. The news is trash. Like, everything you see on the news <laughs> yes, is just trash. Everything's so, trash. So, you, so basically, you picked the perfect time to have a podcast called I, I Love Trash because there's just unending trash out there. There's the it, never There's ending. never ending trash, uh, whether it's, you know, movies or TV or even just the time we're living in and we want to talk about a little pocket of it. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a good time and we're starting it in, in, in 2021. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a new year. Maybe we'll be able to process everything a little better. Right. So, to, so to, to close this out, to bring it all back around to make sense, speaking of trash, is now we have to decide, Bewitched, say la vie. Did it bring the one-hit thunder or was it a one-hit blunder? And a lot of things to take into consideration there. It Marie. absolutely brought the one hit thunder. Okay. All right. I mean, I figured that was going to be your. Just the fact that so many, I would say like millennials, mm-hmm. you know, across uh, all sorts of divides. Ameri- I would say American and European millennials hella love this song and even if you don't love it it brings you back to a certain time and place when life was much simpler and a sugary pop song just made you so happy inside right matt i mean i'm len i'm leaning towards thunder as well because i was i mean i own the single so i was always a fan of say la vie but like just doing the research on bewitched the group i'm like they might be one of the cooler pop groups of the 90s just from like their origins like the the fact that they weren't they weren't like an NSYNC or Backstreet Boys where it was just like some manager decided to smash five vocals together that he thought would sound pretty together but they were just like people who met naturally and decided to form a band which I don't think is the norm for like a five-part group like this like i don't i don't know no, this. but it's a very irish thing yeah like, but like i don't <laughs> for sure like i don't think that i i don't know for sure but i don't think that the spice girls were that either like i think the spice girls were someone said hey these are like five really talented singers let's make them a group i don't think that they were like friends that grew up together and decided to form a band right and i think it's also like in bewitch's favor that we like never saw them you know, in tabloids or, you know, misbehaving or I hate to say it, but like Amy Winehousing about they're just like normal gals that love to perform and were in a girl group and then are still like good musicians today. I literally looked up the one of them I had a crush on as a kid. So I was like, let me see what this one's up to. And it was just like, she just married like an interior decorator, like live like a completely normal life pose. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, okay, so this isn't like pop stars who are marrying other pop stars and are like constantly like having to be on. Like they're just doing it for the love of the game. And like yeah, there's something I like about that. the love of the music. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way to get yourself dropped from a label and for me, for me to not know who you are. Um, so regardless, you guys both give it to Thunder, so it's going to be a Thunder no matter what. Uh, you have a lot of good points. I do think it's cool. Like That's an awesome point, the fact that they weren't just put together. They were had were, were working cool jobs and kickboxing and stuff and met each other and started a group. I think that's really cool. I think th- – but but – I didn't know the song. I don't even, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know the song we're talking about, let alone more of their catalog. I like. Their- okay. Well, how, how old are you though? 40. Okay. So this, you're a little too old. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. missed yeah, you. You were, yeah. you were touring, you were touring America playing tunes. 
when I was buying this single. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. But um, all right, fine, Thunder. <laughs> but you guys bullied me into it. You called me old. You called me old. So. <laughs> I'm young. I like Bewitched. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bewitched. <laughs> Sitting in a tree. You already show me, showed your true colors. I'll show you me yours. You show over me over the hill. Where's your over the hill cake? Yeah. Damn. He got to avoid harsh. that because of a pandemic. You guys are harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a Zoom party for my for my 40th birthday party. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Cool. Thunder. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Marie. <laughs> thanks. Sorry I made right. fun of you. The it's last okay. <laughs> This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ophelios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Answer Me off the Punchline album Thrilled. Get that album, along with many others, as well as shirts, scarves, and other merchandise at punchlion.com. Matt and Chris are excited to talk more about We Know Podcasting. If you have always wanted to host a podcast but don't know how to get started, want feedback on your current podcast, or just need someone to edit your shows, we're here to help. Contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for rates. Let us know your thoughts on the podcast by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.